Okay, first, who will remind me of what we taught last week? Who would remind me of what we taught last week? Who will remind me? Praise God. Anybody? Just raise your hand. All right, can you give Bola a microphone? Bola wants to remind me of what we taught last week. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah. So last week we talked about prayers. Yeah. And you, you gave us um, some hints about that we should add okay. to our prayer life. Mm. That in as much as we want to pray to ours, there are some also key things that yes. should go along. And um, we talked about humility. Okay. We talked about the need for humility when we pray. And in the sense that um, God has a whole body of a framework of things in which, it, um, in which by which God talks, and if He wants to lead you in a direction, and if you already if you already have a framework of how God can speak, yeah. you may um, you may be doing call and response kind of praying. And you also talked about. Uh, let me see. Huh? Is that the one you remember? I had same one. You also talked about. Uh... What else? <laughs> you forgotten? <laughs> That's the laughter of the of the enemy. Who else wants to? Who else wants to help out? Anybody? You what you? All right. Let's give. Martinez. Martinez. Have I ever asked you what Martinez means? What does it mean? Okay, it's it's actually Mountain. Then I added easy. Eh? It's actually Mountain is my name. Mauti. Yes, meaning there is God. Eh? What tribe is that? Egun, actually. <laughs> you are not happy you are Egun. You are not happy you are Egun. I am, I am Egun. I'm Egun. <laughs> See all the people who are not a good, they are not as fine as you. A good, that's okay, so nice. just to add to what she said, so you talked about um, focus, and you talked about knowing God's will. Also, you spoke one part of, a point hit me when you said, pray until the gift of faith has hit you. Okay. You need to pray to the point where we've seen it, it has become a reality, because faith is actually what it has. It had become so, and you talked about them not enough faith that we should stay on the scripture, and also you talk about not enough maturity. So, all right, fantastic. Can I have one last person tell me something? All right, Tosin, Mrs. Tosin, Sunny, good evening, church. Good evening, Tosin. Okay, and uh, one of the points that really got to me last week was when you said when we want to pray. We should have the understanding that God hears us. All right. So we shouldn't just pray and there's a consciousness that we should have. Right. And I think that got to me was when you talked about that body of knowledge, that we shouldn't be conclusive mm. in our thoughts, in mm. our expectation of how God answers prayers. Mm. And another one was um, we should understand the will of God. All right. From there, we have boldness to act. To, to pray. Fantastic. You want to say something? All right. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
my name is Pisala. So, <laughs> so one of the things that um, stayed with me after Wednesday service was when Pizak mentioned about focus and now we should not be careless to our speech. And also if we are praying, it's most, it should show in our speech, it should show in our conversation. Should, like, so prayer shouldn't be a routine. The prayer should affect our life. Prayer should affect our speech and um, what we say. Then he made mention of how I should know that God is my only supplier. Yeah. How we should focus on that. I think that really, really hits awesome. me so well and stayed awesome. with me. Fantastic. All right. So um, t- today might be a late. It might look like um, maybe there will be some, you know, more study on what we studied on Wednesday, but. I like the way the people who gave their response and their feedback, the way you give your feedback shows that you kind of grasp what you're saying. And that's very, very, very amazing because it's important to me that we understand what we are doing and we're not just excited. You get the point now. Um, and what we, we, we understand it and we can use it. Amen. It has to be, has to be usable. Glory be to God. And so today, like every, like almost every time, especially Wednesdays, you know, um, I just feel this is what the Lord will have me speak to you about, and this is what I have chosen, you know, to speak to you about. Um, and so, I'll talk to you. I don't know if this is an accurate topic, but. If the topic isn't good, you, the preaching will be good. Um, how to win in darkness. Yeah, how to win in darkness. Winning in darkness. Amen. And um, it's something we have to understand. If we take out this backlight, would would, your, would it affect your visual? This, oh, yeah. Can this go? If this can go, let it go. All right, just take it out. Thank you. Amen. Um, You have to win in darkness. Now, let's look at Psalm 23. Just look at Psalm 23, then we'll look at the scripture I particularly planned to look at. All right, the media guy says you should go ahead and share this, the service like we always do all our services. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall, I shall not want. Amen. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the what? Of the shadow of death. Now, can we read it again from verse 2? Now, where does he lead us? No, no. It it makes us to lie where? So, you are lying in green pasture. And he's leading you beside still waters, right? What else is he doing? He's restoring your soul. He leads you with which part again? A part of righteousness for his name's sake. Then what? Do I walk through what? The valley of the shadow of death. Now, this is a very confusing talk. 
You said that you make me lie in green pasture. You said you lead me beside still water. You said you restore my soul. And you are now talking about what? Huh? You lead me the path of righteousness. And you are not talking about value of what? The shadow of death. If I'm in green pasture, if I'm beside still waters, if my soul is being restored, if I'm led in the path of righteousness, then what concern? Huh? Shadow of death. When the shadow of death come into the picture, when? Did I leave the green pasture? Did I leave the still water? Have I stopped learning the righteousness? How did I find myself in shadow of death? Because the two is happening at the same time. The, the two is happening at the same time. So, you are in the shadow of death, but guess what? You will lie down in green pasture. You will be beside what? Still waters. It will lead you in righteousness. It will restore your soul. And all that experience is happening in the shadow of death. You get the point now? The Lord will help us have understanding. That you can be having, you can have two experiences at the same time. And one is most real and the other is not real. But it's happening. Are you together with me? So he says, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what will happen? No, 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 no. Go back. Verse 3. All right. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? Fear no evil. Why? For you are what? With me. So you get my point now. So it means that this shadow of death that this guy is experiencing does not invalidate the green pasture and those other experiences. Are you together with me? So we must all learn to go back to verse 2 alone. Verse 2. Let's start from verse 2. So you must all learn to have this type of experience even though you are in the shadow of death. So when I am in the shadow of death, what should I experience? Green pasture. What else? Still waters. You get the point now? When you are in what? When you are in the what? In the shadow of death. What does it mean to be in the shadow of death? To, to be in the shadow of death is to be in is to have the cast of an imperfect setting around you. You get the point now. We are imperfect or let me say the cast of evil. Now not evil now, the cast of evil. You get the point now. Now, your shadow is real. Are you together with me? But, but your shadow can do a lot of stuff, right? Even though it's real. So sometimes we will go through experiences that looks like death, but it's not going to be death. Are you together with me? Praise God. Now, why is this teaching important to you? It's important to you because... Satan is the God of this world, right? 
And if you don't know how to win in darkness, huh, you, would, you will throw in the towel very early. Praise God. If you don't know how to what? How to win in darkness. If you, don't, if you have not perfected the art of winning in darkness... You, you throw in the towel early because all your life on earth, you will pass through the shadow of death. You see, but you must learn to win where? In darkness. Your anointing should not only walk in heaven. Your anointing should be able to walk where? In darkness, in hell. And that's the character of God. The psalmist said, even though I make my bed in hell, in Sheol, he's there. So, you shouldn't just have the anointing that wings on the mountain top. You must have the anointing that can bounce out of the valley. You get the point now. Because that will be your experience on earth. To be from valley to valley, darkness to darkness, but God expects it to also be from victory to victory. It's going to be from valley to valley, it's going to be from darkness to darkness, but it has to be from where? From victory to victory. I don't know if it was here, I think it was here. Was he on Sunday where I was talking about? Was he on Sunday where I was talking about despite? Where was I talking about? Oh, it was at the prophetic streams. It was at the prophetic streams. You must learn to have victory despite the negativity and the crisis around you. If you have not perfected victory in crisis, you will not live long here. You will, you will throw in the towel. Because it's from valley to valley. The Bible speaks, speaking about the righteous man. It says the righteous man is going to fall how many times? Seven times. Huh? Seven times. Now, he was righteous before he fell, right? And he will still remain righteous after the fall. So, he didn't fall because he's not righteous. Are you getting my point now? That righteousness is not an assurance of a perfect and a smooth life experience. Are you together with me? It's, it's, not, it's not an assurance of a smooth, perfect experience. But there is an assurance that you can rise again. And you can move from victory to where? To victory. It says, a righteous man falls... Seven times. The challenge we have many times is that we equate challenges. We assume that we are challenged because we are deficient. What if you are challenged because you are capable? Anytime you go through a challenge, you are many times looking at the deficiency in your life. What if the challenge came to challenge the beauty of your life? And that is what it is, actually. That the, the challenge is not to prove deficiency. It's to prove quality. 
It's to actually prove quality. And so it will be from challenge to challenge. And I tell you the truth, the Lord allows it. Because if he's going to, if he's going to grant you victory, sometimes he allows the challenges to come. You are going to go through challenges all the days of your life. I don't know if anybody has told you. You are going to go through challenges how many days of your life? All the days of your life. And that's why you have, you have the opportunity of having victory all the days of your life. A challenge is a very perfect proof that you are about to experience victory. That's what it means. Praise God. Remember those days in university when it's time for a looter? Another challenge you, another challenge you. Why are you looking at me like this? You don't know that. Ah, sorry, 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 yeah. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't sing that Luther song. Another challenge you, another challenge you, another challenge you, any, any challenge you. That's why we're going for protest and a Luther. So, it means that I need to now develop myself and my spirit and learn how to face challenges with the right spirit. And that's what I feel led to tell you. And I, and I feel this is what Jesus wants you to know. Because I was lying down and I felt he spoke to my spirit and said two things I'm I should share with you about how to win in darkness. Win in darkness. If you are going to be on earth, you see, if you are in heaven, you need to win in darkness. There's no darkness there. But on earth, this earth, you are going to win where? In darkness. We are going to be bullies to Satan. Who wants to bully Satan? All right, let's open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. That's where we're starting from. We have a lot of read, but let's start from there. The Bible says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency, the excellence of the power of God of the power may be of God and not of us. Praise God. Gabriel, can I ask you a question? The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Can you, let me give my Gabriel the mic. I like, we need some English lessons. Amen. He has never failed us. And he will never fail us. You don't know, don't worry. It's you that need prayers. Gabriel does not need the prayers. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that... Gabriel, I just want you to help me analyze that word, that, in the context of the sentence. I thought it was earthen. No. <laughs> no, Gabriel, you prepared for earthen. All right, begin to think about the that now. Let's read again. 
But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. It's, it explains the first sentence. Mm. Like the second sentence as a result of the first. Mm. Um, the reason we have the treasure in earthen vessels so that... All right, fantastic. Can we jump our hands together for Gabriel? Now, 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 let me tell you the implication of this. It means that you only have one way to interpret why the treasure is in earthen vessels. You don't have any other way to interpret why the treasure is in And I'm going to tell you why this is important. The Bible already told us why the treasure... Still give Gabriel the mic, please. The Bible already told us why we have the treasure in what? In earthen vessels. And can you tell me why we have the treasure in earthen vessels? Who wants to tell me why? So that what? The excellence of the power may be what? Of God. So why do we have the treasure in earthen vessels? No, no, don't answer. They say we should not answer that. You say, we have the treasure? I need you to do all these things in... So why do we have the treasure in earthen vessels? explanation from God from the writer of this scripture the only explanation why the treasure is an earthen vessel is so that the excellence of power may be of God and not of us. So Gabriel, what does it mean when he says earthen vessel? What are earthen vessels? Uh-huh. That's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so in English language and languages generally, there's a way you form um, adjectives from nouns. Okay. So it's from the word earth. When you say Nigeria, Nigerian, mm. so mm. anything that is formed from the earth, it's mm. earthen. Mm. Anybody that is from Nigeria mm. is Nigerian. Mm. So um, it means on earth, mm. from the earth, mm. all about the earth, um, in earthen vessels, vessels that are from the earth. From the earth. So it means that the vessel is not supernatural. Wow. The vessel is natural. And then another implication of earthing is that the, because it is earthly, it is described to mean weakness, frailty. If you can, if you can give me other versions, you will see that it typifies frailty. Are you with me? You get the point now. So, so, so what is the treasure? The treasure talks about the glory of God, the power of God, the goodness of God. Now, the glory of God has now been kept and put in a vessel that doesn't look like the content. Are you together with me? The vessel is one million times better than the... You know, sometimes, sometimes... You know, sometimes content determines uh, packaging. Sometimes when the content is very expensive, you want to also get some very quality packaging. Am I correct here? Sometimes. There are some clothes that you buy that you always want to take to a special dry cleaner to help you dry clean the clothes. When they are packing on the clothes, they say, this... There are some suits. I remember one suit they went to wash. And before I knew it, the suit 
metamorphosed. <laughs> you know, and became Sue. <laughs> and then there are some clothes I have that I tell them, please, this one, you guys have to have to take special care of it. But that's not the case with God in the context of what we're talking about. That he put the treasure in a weak vessel. And the reason he did that is so that the power can be of him and not of the vessel. So God is fighting for glory, right? Saying that I'm going to so which, which is better business for God? A great vessel or a weak vessel? So the weaker the vessel, the more God will be interested in doing business. Because if the vessel is so weak, he can take more glory. Now the challenge many of us have is that we are... Father, just give me grace for words tonight. Just bless me with words. Let me paint well. Sometimes we are, we are, because of the treasure and the beauty and the glory of the treasure, we are intimidated and we want to upgrade the vessel so that it can qualify for the treasure. But we don't understand the math of God. The math of God is this. <laughs> you are better, you are, it's even better for you to reduce the volume of this. Because there is one, only one reason why I need the treasure week. Are you together with me? There's only one reason why I need the treasure week. I need the treasure week so that the excellence of the power may be of me and not of you guys. I don't want you guys bragging where I am. I want glory. This was what Paul on, was trying to explain to us when he was saying he had a thorn in his flesh and he told the Lord to take it away. How many times? Three times. You know, I've told you what it means. I've, I've explained that phrase to you. It means that Paul's prayers are so important to Paul that Paul can mention the amount of time he prayed on a particular issue. It means that his prayer moments are special moments. He's not just talking when he's praying. And he said he and God were dragging this matter until he got to a point of revelation and where he said, okay, I get the point that your strength is made perfect or unveiled in my weakness. Oh, then I would rather glory in my weakness. Can we read it? Can we read it? That's, um, that's, is that 12? Is that chapter, is that chapter 12? Yeah, it's chapter 12. From verse 8. Go to verse 8. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. So you see, that thorn, are you together with me? 
That thorn was downgrading Paul's vessel. We don't know what the thorn is. I know stress. If the Bible did not tell us what the thorn is, then you don't have to know what the thorn is. People have said many things. But this is the point. The thorn definitely was was messing up the the vessel. Amen. Are you together with me? Now the thorn was and Paul needed his vessel better than what it was. And then God told him, My grace is sufficient for you. You see, for my for my strength is made perfect in weakness. This word weakness here is not weakness of the flesh. As per sin. This is not the weakness he's talking about here. He's just talking about ethiness. Are you together with me? He says, in that place where, where you just don't, you are sure of not being capable. Are you together with me? It's in that place that my strength is made what? Perfect. So this is a spiritual formula. Now, but like this formula that, that God was giving to Paul, he was not even talking to Paul particularly. It was just actually, um, uh, what he was doing was, he was, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you grant utterance for your word in the name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of God take over in Jesus' name. What he was just saying was that he was giving a formula that if anybody steps into this formula, you will get the result. This is the formula. My strength is sufficient for you. For my strength, my grace is sufficient for you. This is the formula. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Whether your weakness, whether another person's weakness, but where I see weakness, my strength is made perfect. Amen. Amen. And one of the reasons why we are grateful to God, even this last year and this year, was that when the pandemic hit the world, the strong nations sat down and were definite. They didn't even know about the pandemic yet, but they already told us how it would go. They said they would pick dead bodies on the streets of Africa and they were already planning on how to help Africa. I'm telling you, they didn't even know how the pandemic, these people did not even know from the earlier stage of the pandemic, they didn't even know about the pandemic. They didn't know anything about the pandemic, but they were sure that they got it. They got it. From that March, they were just feeling for Africa and said they will pick dead bodies on the road. I, I heard that one, that they will pick people will be falling down and dying on the road. And the truth is, when we heard about it too, we did not doubt it. I said, well. <laughs> but you know, we're so weak. That after two weeks, where they first brought the first lockdown, we say, whoa, we're already dying of hunger. <laughs> you know, by the time the first lockdown happened, we already telling them, we are already dying of hunger. I remember I wrote a treatise, what they call it. I, I wrote something, I, I've never written that long in my life. I, I said that, whoa, Africa is already gone. You cannot threaten us. He that is already on the floor, you cannot threaten him with a fall. Are you together? He that is on the, on the floor, fears no fall. I said, the, 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 the hunger is already killing us. You remember immediately they 
the first, I mean the earliest lockdown around April, when the east did see how people hit the bank. People were not afraid. You see, not that, you know, at that time, it was not like we thought the thing would not kill us. It was not, not the issue. It was later we knew it won't kill us. At that time, we knew it would kill us, but what? <laughs> Something will kill a man. It was later we now found out, ah, we are not dying now. Ah. <laughs> Ah, and then they were shocked. You see, because his strength is made perfect in weakness. God already has a plan, and he had a plan. If not that Africa does follow, follow, we should have used this pandemic to rise as, as a continent. I'm telling you, this was an opportunity for every spiritual leader that responded to God during this pandemic had breakthroughs. Every spiritual leader. We as a church had our largest harvest in all areas of ministry. Because from March 3, I already told you about the possibility. I told you you have, my message when this pandemic started, I said you have power, you have access to what? Healing? What else? You know, good health. I said, if good health doesn't work for whatever reason, you have access to what? Healing. If healing looks like it doesn't work, you have access to resurrection. <laughs> if you die, that was what I told you, right? Yeah. And I told you that you must have plans to bully. You know, I, I engage, I'm proud of how I engage the pandemic. We were able to set up a lot of things as a ministry during this pandemic. We had a lot of, by the time we resumed church, the church was the first service, food to the brim. And it has been like that since after the... You see, because God was saying something else, we're not listening to him. If Africa had responded, we would have bought the whole of Europe. They would be willing, businesses... I called my friends in US, I said, please, who wants to sell their house? Because I know they are panicking, they are jittering. That was the best time to buy things. And that's, that's the proof that you don't even have understanding of apostolic Christianity. One of the things that apostolic Christianity should have done to you is that it should have defeated the fear of death. If you are still afraid to die the way normal people are afraid to die, you have not stepped into Christianity. What are you afraid to? What, what, what's about death? <laughs> eh? What's about death? If you, okay, let me ask you a question now. As a believer, if you, if you die, what bad thing will happen to you? As a believer, if you die, nothing bad will happen to you. It's those that are on earth that will be crying and stressing themselves and all of that. But you yourself, ah, pew. So nobody should threaten you with death. Are you getting my point now? So this was the principle that God was releasing is the law of there is sufficiency of grace and there is perfection of grace. We are in weakness. Therefore, most, somebody say most gladly. Paul now said, I will rather boast in my infirmity. So whenever I, 
I boast in the weakness of my vessel. I rather boast in my infirmities that what that the power. So you see, you see, when people are saying you can't do this, you don't know this, you don't know that. That's why some of us, some of us are not trying to be great preachers. It's a vessel. Preaching is a vessel. You get the point now. When we see people preaching, I heard the preacher say many strange things today. I was very impressed. He said many things. Ah. Very, very impressed. He said the time will come, we won't be able to use planes again. That the world, he was just saying many powerful things. That so believers must learn how to now disappear and relocate and all of that. I said, wow. He said, he says that's the realm we are going to. And everybody stood up. Kabaya. Kabaya. He said, and let me give a powerful example. He said, who told the witches the time for service? He said, witches know that they can enter a tree. The tree is a porter. He said, if a tree, if a witch knows it can enter a tree, what about you? And the man said that the people scream, para deboya, para. <laughs> you see, because we don't understand the gospel. The treasure is in eating that you can't disappear is part of the plan. <laughs> that's, what, that's what makes it supernatural. That you were sure you were going to die. Then the glory now hits you. It's not that we can just anytime want to disappear, we disappear. That means you are a powerful treasure. You are a powerful vessel. It means that the vessel has become the treasure. Can you see the point? You get the point? Now, this, are you getting my point now? Don't spiritualize your treasure, your vessel. Know how to surrender. So that the power can flow. And that's why those who are preachers, when you are given the opportunity to preach, don't try and impress. If you impress, only you will go. If you trust, God will flow. You don't have to you don't have to say you don't have to say what has never been said before. Can we continue? Because I've not even touched the two points. I'm just still doing the introduction. So, let's go back to... It's difficult. You know, this performance stuff has hit the body of Christ too much. That's why many times I don't enjoy going out to preach. Because everybody's waiting for you to perform. I don't really enjoy... Going out to preach. So the pastor steps on the stage and is trying to say, he's trying to use the first 10 minutes to make an impression. We like complicated, and that's why pastors many times have to complicate things because there's no time. The person that I invited him to is waiting for him to, to say something. And so he picks the mic and says, Hingurabia! Uh-huh. The power is here. But if we wait on God, God can change our lives. Believe God so much. So 
we have the treasure where? In earthen vessels. And what is the reason? All right, my brother, come. Now, that is God's, you don't have to wear your slippers. That is God's reason. According to God, the reason why he has kept the, the, the vessel epping is because he wants the excellence of the power to be of him. Now, that is God's reason. But how many of you know that Satan will never tell you God's reason? He doesn't tell you God's reason. So what he does is that he releases a spirit of condemnation and he wants you to condemn your treasure. So two things he does. He condemns your treasure. So a lot of you have, instead of surrender to God, you invalidate yourself. Surrender is not to invalidate yourself. You invalidate yourself because you look at the treasure and you're like, where will I start from? You look like your you look like you look at your background. You know, some of you, God God chose your background. He chose it. That that token. You know that your sperm is a token. The sperm that fertilized the egg is a token of of your spiritual reality. That's just the physical sign. That's not you. Your real you is in heaven. Those sperms are just tokens, natural tokens. Are you together with me? That can activate your true you, which is your spirit you. You get the point now. Now, God will now strengthen the one he wants to release. That's the one that wins the race. (laughs) Now, when that one wins the race, just like all of you here, you won the race. Now, when when that one wins the race, he wins the race and enters into a natural setting, which is a family. But you see, the family he's allowed to come through is dependent on the amount of power God wants to reveal. So the weaker the family, the greater the power. So sometimes when you are in a dysfunctional home and a home where the parents and all of that, you think that's all it is. That's not all it is. That home, if glory can come out of your life, God takes more, more. If power comes out of that life, God can take more glory. He has more glory in that life than it, than it will have if you came through Dangote. You get the point now. So, your 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 imp, the things you cannot change god god appreciates it the imperfect things about your life that you can't change some of you you don't have talent like you know somebody told me about this house he said all he says it's like everybody in this house has one talent he said i came here somebody can do something another person can do something and and it's true a lot of people can do stuff and sometimes you look at yourself and you say what exactly can i do <laughs> One strand of air I can't breed. I can't make air. I can't paint face. I can't make shoe. I can't sing. Some of you, if they put a gun in your head and say, just sing for two minutes and I will not kill you, you collect the gun and kill yourself because you know you are dead. 
Some of you can't sing. Everybody is a great singer in the bathroom, but even you, even in the bathroom, you run out of it when you hear your voice. You sing, you sing, and you hear your voice, and you just step out. You run away from it. And sometimes you ask yourself, what exactly is my talent? I remember when I, when I finished, when I was rounding off university, and I was thinking, what can I do? This is because I looked at myself and I asked my, because, because and those were the days people were working banks. There was a lot of corporate jobs. You know, Pastor Deji was already working with Sterling. People were wearing tie and the, the proof of responsibility then was corporate engagement. It's now that the creative and the art industry has blossomed. But then it was the corporate industry. And I looked at myself because I knew that there was I, I knew I can't employ myself. So I just wonder, what will I do? And it has been like that since I was young. I remember going, all my friends had what they wanted to study. I've never had anything I want to study. You know, as a young boy, you say, I want to be a doctor. I want, I've never said I want to be anything. The only thing that has excited me in life before I met Jesus, the only occupation was Tug. Yeah. That's the only thing I can remember that excited me. Like, Kai. And just be like a king pin. You know, I just used to imagine it the first time. I, I always imagine the first the time I'll get my gun. Yeah, those were my imaginations. And that's why I was a fan of G Unit. I loved, and not even 50 Cent. I didn't see 50 Cent as a gangster. My the person I liked was Lloyd Banks. Those, those, that was my guy. I would cram the songs, my buddy, my buddy. Wherever I go, he goes, my buddy. And he was talking about his gun. That song messed me up. That anywhere he goes, his gun goes. I'm like, God, wave. <laughs> I can't forget, I can't, never forget her song. My buddy, my buddy, wherever I go. I just love the bangs. I didn't like 50s. 50s used to rap like a girl because. <laughs> yes, that was not how rap was. That was a new type of rap he was bringing in. I was more of game and those type of, those type of rap, Nas. That was, those were the things I liked. <laughs> not game, not PlayStation game. Game is the name of a rapper. Yeah. Praise God. But you see, that type of vessel, the power can really be of God. God can take excellence power. You get the point now? That your own natural disadvantage excites God. Your natural disadvantage what excites God. Let's assume you are in a place where English is raining and you can't speak English and you are full of the Holy Ghost. That excites God because that way He can make you great despite. 
You get a point now. And so, this, you can see it, I'll still call you. This evening, one of the things Jesus wants you to understand, and I want you to take that word very seriously when I say Jesus wants you to understand, is because that's exactly what it is. Jesus would have you understand that your, your ethene vessel is part of the plan. It's part of the plan. If he, he, if, if he manifests through you, a lot of people will know him more. You see, because if the vessel is not too earthen, when your glory manifests, there are a lot of things that can lie to people that they are the ones who made you what you have become. You get the point now. Maybe that's why Abraham told Sodom, I'm not going to collect anything, the king of Sodom, I'm not going to collect anything away from your hand so that the people will not say that you are the reason why I'm blessed. Keep me weak so that the excellence of the power can be what? Of God. So now you can appreciate why you have wicked uncles. It's part of the game. If your uncles don't help you, then God has to help you. If your uncle help you, you, we can still say it's God that touched your heart. Yes, but 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 if you had uncles who wouldn't help you, it is easy. And don't forget the kind of power he wants to express. It says excellence of power. That is to say, power that cannot be dragged. Can I prophesy? What God is going to make out of your life, no man, no human agency will drag it with God. This is why sometimes God moves some people out of your life. Especially people you have put your trust in. God will just move them suddenly. Pow! Like, yeah! How come? Have you noticed every time God did that, there was always a way. And you are always, have you noticed you are always grateful for those who left? Yes. Listen, I have never in my life, in the long run, wished somebody who left did not leave. Now, when it happened, it was hurtful and it, was, it, it, it breaks your heart. But when you stay with God, you find out that it was as though that person who looked like the blessing, it was as though that person was even what was blocking the blessing. The person left and the blessing went high. I wish I can get some praise in the house. So, Are you enjoying this? Yes. We'll soon get there. Let me keep doing the intro. These are the two things I want to say. I haven't mentioned one thing from it. Now, I told you that there is a reason why the treasure is in earthing vessels. And there are not two reasons. There's only one reason that God gave us. But you see, the enemy is not going to give you the reason God gave. He's going to invalidate your vessel. And tell you that because this is your vessel, you are not qualified for fullness, for greatness, and for prosperity. You get the point? Now, there are, there are a lot of places that you should give birth to a child to. 
but not where animals feed. But the greatest being came to the earth and took a very weak vessel because of that treasure. So sometimes the weakness of your treasure can give us an idea of the greatness of day. The weakness of your vessel can give us an idea of the greatness of what? Of the treasure. So if your vessel, if your vessel embarrasses you, it might be because of the, of the amount of treasure you are carrying. So you are not a candidate of pity. You are actually a candidate of envy. No wonder the Bible now encourages us that if a man is in Christ, we must learn not to look at him after the flesh anymore. Because there is, there is a treasure inside him. So Satan will judge you by your vessel and ex- wants you to see yourself as your vessel, whereas you should see yourself as the treasure. So don't see the treasure. Be inspired by the treasure. Don't be invalidated by the vessel. You get the point now. Now, do you see why I don't pity any of you? Do you see why? I can't pity any of any of you. And this is the reason those I'm able to bless. This is why I bless you. I bless you big. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't bless people from their treasure, their vessels point. That's why I give you what you think you don't deserve. Now, you think you don't deserve it because you are looking at your vessel. But I know you deserve more because I'm looking at your treasure. And that's why I bless you. Do you know that many times I even bless you as an investment? You don't think you are worthy of investment, but me, I'm investing in you. Later, you will see the treasure. And you remember I blessed you when you didn't see it. True, true shepherds can never be small. It's not possible. A true shepherd. Because they see the treasure when nobody saw it. When even you yourself did not. Do you know since when people have been telling me I'm a great man of God? Since when? I've been calling some of them back. Please tell me what you saw. They were saying it when I saw Nada. I, I left school, university. I was thinking of because everybody was doing everybody was doing things. Everybody was doing things that um, the parent of the person you want to marry will like to hear. You know there are things. There are things that your father-in-law would like to hear. Uh, I just finished with I did um, I did um, political science. Um, I'm learning I'm my master's in qualitative analysis, <laughs> and um, the reason I'm doing that is that there is a new field in human philosophy and dignity that I. <laughs> you know, they are just stuffs that. That father-in-laws will like. If even me, as I'm preaching this message now, there's a type. You know, when I look at those two, 
girls. There's a type of men I want. <laughs> One guy went to tell his father Ella, what was this. His father, the father said, What is that? <laughs> These were trusting God brothers. Or <laughs> trusting God. What exactly are you trusting God? <laughs> Anytime somebody has too many sentences to explain what he's doing, ah, it's just like it's just like when you go to a church and they appreciate you too much. I know that there's no area. So, man of God, man of God, man of God, this anointing. <laughs> You know that? You know that? This particular dimension. You know, last night, and when they give you too much sessions, ah, when they give you too much sessions, for upcoming men of God, you see, when they give you six sessions, just no offering. I don't know, that's how it works. When they give you, because they are more concerned about spiritual. You know, and, and, and sometimes, what was I even saying? <laughs> Praise God. So the enemy would want you to invalidate your life because of the weakness of your vessel. He wants you to do that. But don't try it. Because that is not the reason for the vessel. There is only one reason for that vessel and it's a positive reason. It's for the excellence of what? Of the power of God. So Satan will tell you two things. He will tell you to invalidate yourself because of the weakness of your vessel. You get the point now? Because many times when you look at where you are when you, and you talk about fulfilling destiny, it does not add up. You know, it does not add up. When you do the math, when you do the math, it does not add up. You just do the math. Say, okay, okay, right now. All right, I, I'm not, I didn't go to university. I'm doing this. You check the profit you are gaining per month. You look at the vision God has given you. You just do the mathematics. And you know you are going nowhere. But guess what? That's the plan. If it don't add up, and if it, if it eventually comes to pass, then everybody knows this is God. If it adds up, there's no room for God anymore. So it is not meant to add up. When it starts adding up, you are falling. You are either not hearing God. When, when your life starts adding up, you are falling short of God's glory. Wow. It is not meant to add up. Your destiny and your present state should not add up. Never make it add up. Immediately it is adding up, catch a new vision that does not add up. It must not add up, friends. Friends, it must not. You are in crisis when it's adding up. Friends, you must live a life that does not add up. And you must live it bragging. Yes, sir. 
you must you must brag about a tomorrow that does not you should be living like this but the thing does not add up at all not not that not that it does not add up small it should not add up at all it should not add up how at all see god's god's vision is not adding up even god is vision is not he says he wants the whole world to be saved is he adding up he said, God wishes the... Do you know God sent Jesus Christ to die and saved? You know the old world he has, he, in his mind, everybody can, should be saved. Is he adding up? No. See, thousands going to hell every day. And the angels are still praising him. The earth is full of your glory. He's not adding up. But that's how to live a God kind of life. He should not add up. But listen, can I preach here? As it's not adding up, you will look back and you will find out that you've, you are having victories that didn't add up yesterday. You'll be seeing victories that they add up. And that should be the faith that helps you conquer Goliath. Because if it didn't add up yesterday and it came to pass, it doesn't have to add up today. May God deliver you from mathematics. God hates when... You don't, you don't understand. You cut... You dis, oh my God. Can I preach here? The whole economy of heaven is on a pause when you, when you, when you make it add up. You shut heaven away when you make it add up. The day David tried it, he went to do the maths because of warfare. He was going to fight, he was counting his armies and counting this. God dealt with them. You don't count. You move. You obey. You don't count. With God, you don't count. When God says go and do this, you don't count. You move. Are you with me? So, I told you what the enemy will do. It will invalidate your vessel because it doesn't add up. Then the second thing is the worst one. You hear me, friends? It will now put you on a race to perfect the vessel. To improve on the vessel. You now enter performance mode. You are not trying to improve the vessel. Improving the vessel. That's when... Ah, there's deliverance tonight. That's when you are living tired. Anyhow, you want to know you are not in the will of God is that you are tired in your soul. Anytime you you find out you are tired in your soul, you are already falling short of grace. You are doing things God did not send you to do. The believer should be renewed every morning, not tired every morning. The solution is not to reduce your work. Don't reduce work. It's not, if you reduce work, that's not the solution. The solution is that you must do the work that was chosen for you to do. Not the work you are doing because you think your vessel needs improvement. So I'm not talking, I'm not speaking against hard work. You can work hard and you are renewed. I work hard, but I'm renewed. Everything I do, I work hard, but every day I'm renewed. Praise God. I'm renewed every day. One of the ways you cannot have renewed is from my preaching. My preaching is fresh every day. Yeah. I preach. Do you know what it means to preach fresh for six years? I've been preaching more than six years. I'm talking about this community. I've been preaching in this community close to three times a week, and I'm fresh every time. You don't get. If there's another service tomorrow, fresh. If I do 30 days Bible study, every service will be fresh. I'm renewed. I'm renewed. My meditation level, my meditation world is superb. 
I'm talking to him regularly. I'm not trying to, you know, for example, when a pastor, for example, who has not been called to finance his own church. You know, sometimes some pastors want to, they need money to grow their church. And God has not called them. You're now going to be doing work that God did not send, the ones God did not send you to do. After a while, you start lying. After a while, you start doing network marketing. There's nothing wrong in it. I must say, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. If that's, if that's your field, fantastic. It's just difficult for me. Because the only way you can market a product is that you have to talk it. You know, the, the people who market products, the, question, the way they say it, I'm almost trying to ask them, can you regenerate my human spirit? <laughs> because this thing, you should only talk about eternal life like this. So, you know, this thing has the, 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 the vitamins in it. Can... That's by the way. Are you getting my point, my friends? Don't, don't do, don't out of pressure to improve this weak vessel. Don't do what, whilst you are doing it, you are dying. Never. There is nothing worth the depletion of your soul. Nothing. Nothing. Can I take it further? There is no amount of money that is worth the depletion of your soul. Where you are losing identity, you are losing yourself. Don't lose yourself for anything. Never. You must be renewed. And if you are doing anything that is not renewing your soul, you must begin to pray and trust God for an exit route. Your soul must be renewed. You must wake up happy. Are you together with me? Now, I'm not saying wake up without work. You will have work like this. But you have to wake up happy. Second, can I preach here? There is anything you are doing that you notice the inspiration of God is not involved. Drop it. Yeah. Everything you should do, God should talk to you about it. Yes, Query God. If there's any area in your life where you know that God does not involve himself. Ah, you are in crisis. So you are playing with scorpions and snakes. Anything you are doing where you don't, there's no inspiration. Only you stop doing it, you feel alive. It's like, Olodo. Break time gives a lot of joy. Break time. <laughs> break time. Olodo is only waiting for break time. The best time of this break time. Long break. Olodo likes long break. I remember those days, the joy I have when they send me out of school for not paying school fees. This joy. You know, we always feel like the successful ones. When they just say out of school, we just they have busy. Stay with what inspires you. You cannot be living without inspiration. Sons and and daughters of God, why should you live without inspiration? Why should you live without inspiration? If you live without inspiration, it means that which you are doing cannot, cannot lead anybody to God. Whereas all the things we do, all our mundane things must lead people to God. You must be inspired. Look for your place of inspiration and flow there. Are we together here? So the enemy wants you to what? To improve your vessel. That's why some pastors um, look, will, will want to improve their vessel. You get the point now. Some pastors feel until they can speak good English. Before they can, do, they can do well in ministry. 
Some people are very pastors. Go take a PhD. When you take a PhD, it will, it will help the work of God. <laughs> that was what Paul was counting down for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. You get the point now? So don't. You are beautiful. You are worthy. You are worthy. You don't need to be recreated. What you need is discovery of self. Not recreation of yourself. What you need is discovery. You were made perfect. Complete and whole. May you discover yourself. You don't have to recreate yourself. Let me say one last one. This one will help you. Come, my baby. Even, even as per choosing a spouse, any relationship that will break your person is not from God. You understand? You will break your core. It's not from God. You are a happy person. And this guy that you want to marry just wants you... You have to be quiet. Quiet is his definition of life. He's not your husband. You that from your mother's womb, they used to hear your voice outside. From your mother's womb, they say, who spoke? They say, Then, then they don't want you quiet. You can't be quiet. What is happening is that you are dying because there's a lot of voice inside you. You are speaking. You get the point now? Don't date or marry anybody that will break your core. I'm not saying you will be, your spouse will improve you, but not break your core. Don't marry anybody and don't submit to any leadership that will break your core. There's a way God, there's a way you function. There's a way God made you. You are, you are, you make noise. You're not, you cannot. You get the point now. That's one of the ways to find out who God has ordained for you. And the people who bring this trouble are spiritual brothers. They are the ones, yes, I know what I'm talking about. They are the ones that like to break people. Spiritual brothers, because they have an assumption that their spirituality is the pattern for God for humanity. And sometimes their spirituality is mixed with their uh, upbringing, the crisis they had in their upbringing. The guy did not have care at home. They don't laugh in his house. His father does not laugh. And so somehow he just loved the part of God that is the consuming fire. That's the part. (laughs) Because that part is more natural to him. Are you with me, my friends? So you find yourself trying to change a type of change that has nothing to, that is not possible. You have to be recreated for you to be that kind of person. So don't, don't date or marry somebody who demands that you lose your core. You get the point now? Yes, you are a corporate person. All your life is corporate person. You are marrying a girl that says that uh, there's no money in corporate life, you have to go and do business. And you have not sold anything successfully in your life before. 
for you to be great in life, you have to be, you have to be versatile, you have to be versatile. Look at this thing, look at Zach, look at uh, Relas, they are in the street, they are doing this thing. And the guy's plan has been, is, is just studying courses, he wants to be MD, GMD, that is, leave him. Don't break people's core. You get the point now. Don't. And some of you are doing that. You have to be careful. That is one of the challenge of leadership. Because many times leadership comes with a false assumption that as you are, the others must be. There is an arrogance of personality in leadership. You have an arrogance that who you are is the pattern for everybody. No. You have to work on it. And so as a leader, you have to be careful. Let people not have a performance mentality around you. A performance-driven mentality. They are trying to recreate themselves anytime they are around you. Let people have joy. Create an atmosphere that allows self-prosperity. Where people's self can prosper. Are you with me? What I said looks simple, it is, but it's very important. Can we move forward? So I told you that there is a reason why this vessel is weak. The reason is because of the excellence of God's power, right? And I also told you that Satan will not tell you what God, what is the truth. Satan will tell you to invalidate your vessel because it is weak. Are you with me? And then we'll also put you on a race and say you have to improve your vessel. And so you will try to improve the vessel instead of you to appreciate the treasure. So how do I now begin to um, win in what? In darkness. So we have the treasure in earthen verses that the excellence of the, of the power may be of God and not of us. Now let's check the next verse. I'll be done in 10 minutes by God's grace. We can pick it up another time. We are hard pressed on every side. Question, why are we hard pressed on every side? Somebody tell me why. Answer me quickly. Because the vessel is weak. The vessel can be hard pressed. But guess what? Yet not crushed. Now, when you are hard pressed, naturally speaking, after hard press, what happens? You are meant to be crushed. But because of the content that is inside you, your content has changed the, the spirit of even the vessel. The vessel looks weak, but because it is now the Lord's vessel, another thing has entered that vessel. But it, may, it remains weak, but it does not end the way other weak vessels end. When you, cr- when you add press other vessels, they will be crushed. But you will notice that this particular vessels, looking like other vessels, do not get crushed. Hard pressed, but what? Not crushed. So this is how to win in darkness. Because you are in darkness, because your vessel is weak, you are going to have moments where you are hard-pressed. But I'm here to remind you, Jesus would have me remind you, that never forget that you are not like every other person. You will not be crushed. Winning in darkness. Hard-pressed, not crushed. Perplexed. But we found that every time, ah, it doesn't end in despair. How many of you have been perplexed before? But here you are. You are still here laughing. Because somehow you just have, you just always bounce back. 
Sometimes you bounce back even when, sometimes you don't even know the timing, you just suddenly bounce back. Sometimes you thought you would cry for three years, you find out that after one week you are back. And you're like, how did I get back? This one will happen to you, you will will enjoy what I want to say now. Sometimes something bad happens. And after some days, you find out that you are happy about something. You will not be using your brain to find out what's making you happy. And there is nothing making you happy. It's just that thing inside you, that spirit. Does it happen to you? You are, you are, you are joyful and wondering what's about to happen. And actually, nothing is about to happen. It has already happened inside you. Are you doing? Shout treasure! There's also a treasure that takes its joy not from its environment, not from the earth. It takes its joy from where? From heaven. Persecuted! Persecuted. But what? Not forsaken. Struck down! Eh, But uh, no matter how much we are struck down, we eventually find out not destroyed. Listen, I don't care what you are going through. Whether it's your fault or not your fault, you can never be destroyed. I wish I could hear you loud. Amen. I said you can never be destroyed. You know, it was... You know, you know, Paul, there was a time he was going on a journey and then he told them not to go on that journey but they did a giddy. And they went. Then the angel of God appeared to him in the night and told him, this journey is going to be terrible but there will not be loss of life. And then he told them, I can't assure you that there won't be accidents but I can assure you there won't be loss of life. You see? And so he behaved differently the ways others, different from how others were behaving. You get the point now. They were all troubled. He was not. Because he has a treasure inside. But can I give you the twist? The twist there, that old vehicle, that old ship, now eventually became the vessel. Because it's the vessel. Paul now became the treasure. That it was because of Paul that, that everybody in that ship did not die. Are you together with me? I said, in your family, you are the treasure. The treasure. Do you know even this old earth, the church is the treasure? Yeah. When we go, they will hear when. When we leave, they will hear what? Where. But you know they are dealing with us, they are persecuting us. But not forsaken. Struck down, not what? Destroyed. Uh, let's read. Always carrying about what? The, in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus. Did you get that point? We, why do we care about that Lord of, the, of the Lord Jesus? Because our vessel is weak. And we have a prototype of a weak vessel. Jesus Christ also, the dying on the cross of Jesus was a typology of a weak vessel that God now rose up in strength. Are you together with me? We carry it. We carry weakness. Are you together with me? We carry dying's. But guess what? That the life of Jesus also may be what may manifested in our body. Let's read. For we who live are always delivered to death. I'm teaching you about winning in darkness. Now, the reason why we are delivered to death is because what? We win. We live. So, our death experience is a proof of our being alive. 
You know, that's what I told you when we started. It's a proof that the challenges you face is not a proof that you are invalid. It's actually a proof of your validation. For we who live are delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, we're going to come back here to the same spirit of faith. According to what it is written, I have believed, therefore I spoke. So when I was preparing, I'm praying and trusting God to speak to me. Then I went on a short sleep and Jesus spoke to me and said, teach them about the definite speech. Definite speech. Definite speaking. He says, I believed and therefore I spoke. So if you check the content of the speaking of these patriarchs or these people here, their speaking is never outside their belief. We have too many speakings that is a confession of our experience. A confession of what has happened to us. But God is saying that never again should you speak out of what you have experienced. You must speak out of what you believe. You must be definite in speech. You know, Jesus Christ told me today, he says, Zach, I was never caught once saying what was not written concerning me. Not once. He said, I have never been caught once saying what was not written concerning me. Even when I was talking about my death, I did not talk it the way people talk about death. I talk it the way my treasure described my death. So Jesus will talk about his death. It looked like, it looked like a positive prophecy. He said, see, I will bring down this temple in three days. He said, I will bring down this temple and in three days I will raise it up. He said, and he speak this concerning his death. He spoke of his death as if he was speaking. You could almost say, hey, Amen. In the next one year, I might not get a fantastic job. I'm going through a process where God is working some things in me. After the, after the 10th month of 2021, the kind of money will go hit my hand. Let me go solve the problem of this city. Speak like that. I did like three, three work, that, three stuff. I tried like three businesses and the three crashed. I didn't have some some sense. All the businesses crashed. Uh, but very soon I'll begin to lead. What was going to happen is that so from the manuscript of those crash businesses who have written out some lessons to teach the next generation because there are some businesses I'm going to build. Talk that way. Don't talk from what is not prophesied in your future. Carry all your weakness. Lock it into the treasure. Speak definitely. Speak about your failures as see people, let people be able to say amen to it. Don't give feelings and emotions to what Satan is saying. You get my point? That's how to win in darkness. A lot of you have built monuments around your failure. You cry, you weep, you wail. Bring your weakness into the treasure. Jesus Christ said, this thing, he was talking about his death. 
He said, this temple will be down. In three days, I'll, 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 I'll raise it. He's talking about his death. Talking about his humiliation. When I was going to go, he said, I want to recommend my spirit. I'm not just dying anyhow. I want to recommend my spirit. He said, at, at the end, he said, it is done. I finished it. That's a man talking about his death. Whereas even your success, even your success, you don't even talk about it well. Saying, God just give me one small... Pastor, can you let me, let me bless this small car? <laughs> you are not serious. You are not serious. Pastor, God just gave us... He just blessed me and my wife with this small... Come and see our small house. So God just gave us this small house. He just said, Katia, Matt, Katia, I do you want to see me by? You are a ludo, I'm telling you the truth. You are a spiritual ludo. You know, we know that one day, Oloma. That's even, that's even what took an angel. That's even the work of God over your life. How do you now talk about the experience of your weaknesses? If even your successes, you cannot even, you cannot even shout to the rooftop. I say, let somebody shout hallelujah. You cannot even say that. About your greatness, about the move of God over your life. You are not trying to be humble. It's because you, do, you see darkness. You don't see light. You get my point now? So, did, did you know that last... Do you know, do you know I lost 15 million? <laughs> 2008. I lost 15 million. 15 million just went... Bah! And I just suddenly knew... That I have a call to multiply wealth. Yes. <laughs> the lessons I learned, Kai, make I tell you. That's how to do life. You speak definitely. It says, We believe, therefore, we speak. It means I'm not saying anything outside my belief system. Not going to speak anything outside it. We believe, therefore, we speak. Praise God. By the time you get this thing right, because don't forget, it is, he said, we have the same spirit of faith. That's where it starts from. You see, but before you can have this, that, before that spirit of faith can be established in your heart, you need to practice that art of speaking only what you believe. Huh? And when I'm talking speaking, I'm talking two things. I'm talking speech, speech, and and um, and um, and um, the environment you create. The, your cycle. You see, because it's not only you that speak, your cycle also speak. Your heaven is speaking. So you must create a cycle or a space that only... Listen, let me, let me give an example. If, if you're loyal to me, for example, if you're loyal to me, I expect you not to speak evil of me, right? Yes, but that's not the only thing I expect, I expect from you. I expect that nobody should be able to speak evil of me in your presence. Listen, if, let me tell you, if, if people speak evil of me in your presence, I will never be able to trust you. 
Never. I won't. And of course, I'm not meant to trust too many people, definitely. So it's not, it's not really a great, great thing that I can't trust you. It's not just that you don't speak ill of me. You must, my, people should not be able to bring, you should create, you should have created enough um, uh, alliance and allegiance that people know that speaking ill of me in your presence is speaking ill of me in my presence. You get the point now? So in that same vein, when it says we believe, therefore we speak, you must create, your speech must be content of your faith. You must only give voice to your faith. And also, you must only permit an atmosphere that gives voice to your faith. That is to say, don't allow people into your life and don't give people into your life that contaminate your faith walk. You get the point now? Don't. I I keep telling you this, but I don't know why some of you feel like this. Don't. Nobody, not your father, not your mother. Don't. Don't allow anybody. Don't allow anybody pull you out of... You see, because faith is like a building. Some people can stop the project. We're all building faith. Faith is growing. And those who, who will build it fastest are those who are focused in building it. You have to build your faith. Don't allow anybody or anyone contaminate your faith. Create a tight system that will not allow any because you see, you see, one attack on your faith can take you can take you back in a way to a place you don't want to be. Are you with me? Create it. I've told you this, don't be sentimental. Don't be sentimental. Don't allow anybody to contaminate your faith. Don't allow anybody break your faith routine. Because faith is built through routine. How do you build a house? You build a house through routine. The people come, they know how many blocks they want to lay today. They collect money per block that they lay. You must have a routine. What's your routine? Praise God. You can't, for example, you can't, whether you are my uncle or my brother-in-law, that's not an issue. If you come to my house, you can't be watching the films you don't watch. You know what I'm point? I can give you the money to go and watch it in Silver Bay or go anywhere you want to go. You cannot know my house. Because my house is a major place where we are building faith. And it's called my house. You, know what I'm about? <laughs> you get the point now. It's my own. You get the point now. It's my house. And it's a major place where we build faith. And so any route, you can't break, you can't break the routine of my home. You can't. One of my parents was just telling me about one, one of their spiritual daughters who they invited into the house. First time. And started breaking the routines of the house. Stop breaking the routine. She broke the routine today. They pursued her to, to where she's coming from the next day. Yeah. She was a new daughter. She didn't just came. She just broke the routine. Because there are routines. People are, people are guiding. They sent her out. They sent her back the next day. She's meeting her spiritual father, spiritual mother, first time in her life. She broke the routine today. She went home tomorrow. Yes. Is that serious? You don't break routine. Don't allow anybody break the routine of your faith. Find out, this person that has come to my life, is this person causing me to prosper in my routine? Or this person is taking me out of my routine? This is also how you know who you should marry or who you should not marry. 
when the person come into your life, were you flowing more in the directions of godliness? Or you were withdrawn? You don't pray about it. Don't. What are you praying about? So God sends somebody to your life to, to pull you, to take you to F.I. Don't pray about it. You understand the point? You know what service does to you. This person says, this, just, I just like to, I, there's something personal about my relationship with God. I don't usually, once is enough. I don't go to church twice a week. And you say you love the person. Which love? You don't, the reason you love the person is that you don't love yourself. So don't break routine of faith. And that is to say, I'm expecting you have a routine of faith. So after a while, when you begin to speak from the content of your belief, then you could not have the spirit of faith. By the time you have developed the spirit of faith, you are a champion in darkness. You are a champion. Darkness does not move you. Because you know the end of everything that is happening to you. Because you have the spirit of faith. It means that you don't have capacity to hear Satan again. You can't hear him. His voice does not register. He said, he came to me and found nothing in me. Satan, I don't respond to Satan. Because I have been completely renewed. You get my point now? Your faith will grow. You will win in darkness. You will win where? And the treasure in you will see the light of day. The Lord will bless you. The Lord will keep you. It will cause his face to shine on you. He will be gracious to you. You shall walk in mercy. You have entered your own season of favor. And the signs of favor shall show in every area of your life. You are blessed. You would only speak that which is contained in your faith diary. In the name of Jesus. And the spirit of faith shall be imparted into you. And you have become another man. In Jesus name I prayed. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you.